Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome people to episode 504 of Film Bastards. I'm one of your co-hosts, Mark Foster, and as ever, I am joined by... So, I'm drinking Ian Loring. I'm drinking, drinking Ian Loring? Yes, I am. It's delicious. Um, I'm drinking some <laughs> Heineken and um, my my lager of choice. And it's um, it, like got some like p- special packaging because like the brand's 150 years old. And it says, enjoyed for 150 years, one way or another. What? <laughs> that is an odd one. Yeah. What? <laughs> one, one way, way or another, another, you drink it. It, do you think like it enjoyed like like it was enjoyed like one way or another like somebody enjoyed drinking it and had a jovial time or somebody enjoyed just slipping into alcoholism with it? Yeah, yeah, okay. So it's the way that they enjoyed themselves. No, because it's the Heineken it which is enjoyed. Yeah, that's what they're. But that makes me think it's like method of entry. <laughs> yeah, what? Someone's been eyeball polling it. Oh mate, someone's been asshole Tom in it. Uh, Tom is an asshole. Yeah, there you go. I don't know. <laughs> Becky isn't here yet. She's on her way home from work. We're recording on a fucking Thursday, which is just freaking me out. Yeah, a bit weird. Um, but yeah. So what have we got? Well, we've only got one film this week, which is weird for hers at the moment. Um, and it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Um, if, if the Meg wasn't in 3D and so there were more show times that were actually fucking doable because I'm not watching the Meg 2 in 3D then I think we would have made the Meg 2 work this week yeah I, I, I we, we would have I, I would have got to see it um, I, I still might go and see it at the cinema but I'm not exactly pumped for it whereas I was for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem I was very pumped for it um, we did actually me and Becky accidentally because we just looked at the times it was playing and so we went to the cinema uh, we didn't realise until we got there and we went to we got there a little bit early and we went to uh, the Dunkin Donuts across the road to get a coffee and a donut uh, that we that the screening we were about to go into was a um 4DX 3D screening. Right, so, yeah, that would have been something. So we got we got a 4DX uh, 3D screening, which, if it had been like, if that had been for the Meg, I'd have kind of turned out of Becky and gone, I am not doing fucking this in 4DX. Oh, no, hang on, you did Mutant Mayhem in 4DX 3D. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mild spoiler alert for my thoughts on uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. Genuinely... Best ever use of 3D I have ever seen in a film. Hmm. It was, yeah. Really, they thought about it, the director. Nice. Uh, but yeah, so we've got that. Uh, we've got the other usual bits. We are a pod syndicate podcast. Go listen to our friends' podcast, including the Rewatch Project, um, Gaming Land film, his film, her movie, which he ain't actually going anymore, but I still say it anyway. Um, and other bits, Shinsu versus Punter, and other bits on there. Uh, but listen to us first. And yeah, that's that's about it, really. Uh, hmm. Ian, yep. what, what's been happening in the old news? Not much. Um, Not much. So the WGA and the AMPTP are meeting again tomorrow as we record on the 10th of August. They met last week. Not much happened. 
Bob Iger came out in in the shareholders meeting earlier in the week and was being a bit more, look, we want to try and actually find something that works. So I'm not, I'm not going to say the studios are feeling the pinch, but like, let's face it. It's been three months since most things were shooting Mm. and you know, product will start running out at some point. So, really, I, 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 in slight link to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, uh, I actually saw Seth Rogen um, talking about it the other day. Yes. Um, and he was basically saying, you know, the fact is, at the moment, um, like, the studios can't even get on the same page. So, how are they supposed to get on the same page as us? So, they well, kind of need to sit in a room and get on the same page as themselves. And then they can get the same page. They said, but the one thing that is weird about all this is they at the moment are kind of acting like friends, but they're enemies. And when all this gets sorted, he said, which it will get sorted at some point, he's like, they'll all go back to being enemies, whereas we'll still be friends. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, it's this but is. He also did say he said he said you know he said, he said if I was like a head of a big fucking studio right now, what I would do is go. Fuck it, I'm gonna meet with you, agree it, <laughs> and then get production rolling on my fucking films. <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, because that's the crazy thing, isn't it? Because I remember you saying a few weeks back about how A24 have agreed yeah. a uh, you know a, a deal, so their stuff can keep shooting. Yeah, they're they're, they're, they're still shooting now. Um, I, they I, they apparently what they did though was they 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 basically agreed. As a studio, an independent studio, they agreed to the new uh, the new terms, uh, and then said, "Look, do we can we still shoot things?" Uh, and basically asked, "Do we do we stop production, or can we still shoot things?" Because you know we kind of need to keep this ball rolling. And they were like, "Well, you've agreed to everything, so as far as we're concerned, yeah, <laughs> yeah." It, it I don't know it, that that the sticky wicket does kind of feel like that whole the fact they're not friends because like the traditional studios and the streamers have definitely got different priorities haven't they um yeah. the streamers can like survive because they've got all their all their back catalog content and also like netflix have just got other countries making shows and and movies you know like that's the thing like Disney and Paramount and Universal and whatnot don't have those their tentacles in international production as much as Netflix does, and yeah. it, it. I don't know. It, it kind of feels like the fact that they're meeting for the second time in two weeks. Shit, and this is the WGA. To be fair, it's not actually SAG uh, after at the moment. It's just the WGA, but it it. I don't know. It feels like if one signs, the other will come along quickly enough. Yeah, it, it, if 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 they relent on one, it means do you know what? Fuck it. We 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 need to get shit. We we need. You know, at the end of the day, we do need to get things being filmed again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So hey, we'll we'll see. But um, aside from that, the only thing I really saw of note was that a Talk to Me sequel has been uh, announced, and it's called Talk to Me. Or Talk oh, to Me. That's prayer. That's. That's pretty fucking classy. I I like it. I do, actually quite do like that. It, actually. I I'm all right with the talk to me sequel. To be fair, I'm 
I'm interested to see which route they'll go, whether or not they'll continue the situation of, um, of, of, of like this continuous story, or it'll just be the hand will just go to somebody else and it'll just be a real schlocky sequel. I think the hand will go to somebody else, and I think they'll be probably they're probably going to do some backstory of the hand. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Let's you know. Talk to me was fine. I didn't yeah. love it. Didn't hate it. I'll watch a sequel. Yeah, it's one of those. It, it, it's it was if it had been four minutes longer, it'd have been. I'd have I'd have been a bit like I'm done with this bullshit now. But it won't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm kind of all right with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's not there's not a lot an awful lot sort of going on in 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 news at the moment, is there? Yeah, no one no one's shooting, no one's fucking announcing anything. It just no, it's just I mean, fair play. It's it, it, it is what it is at the moment. Um, so, what trailers do we have? And also, is the movie Strays ever gonna fucking come out? Oh, next week. <laughs> it's next week. Yeah. Strays and Blue Beetle. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Blue I'm Beetle. I'm looking forward to I'm, I'm, Yeah, I'm fucking pumped for Strays. I'm not against Blue Beetle, because it looks like it's got pretty fucking limited ambitions. I'm not against it. I just... The thing is about Blue Beetle, I'm not like... I, I, I'm, I just don't care. <laughs> No, I don't, not, I don't. Not in like a, I don't want to watch it or anything like that. It's just, there's nothing about it that makes me go, I'm interested. I'm just looking at it going, this looks like the sort of thing that Robert Rodriguez would have made in in 2003. Yeah, no, it, yeah, that is 100% it. But also, um, before uh, Mutant Mayhem, they played a trailer for it in the cinema. And this was a new version of the trailer. Yeah, I, I saw this. But I just, I like the way that it doesn't now end with the Batman's a fascist line. He says that, and then it just cuts to an old lady with like a minigun firing it and going, ah! And it's like, right, okay. Yeah. You're trying to, maybe the Batman's a fascist line didn't work as well as as you thought it would, but an old lady with a minigun, that's good watching. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, 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 that's it. In, 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 in a country full of Batman fascists. <laughs> Maybe that wouldn't work too well. Yeah, yeah, no, well, quite. But no, I, look, I, I, yeah, look, Blue Beetle, I'm, I don't know, it just, it was supposed to be on HBO Max, then they elevated it, they didn't shit can it like Batgirl, and, you know, it does, like you say, it feels like something from 20 years ago, if, it, it, hopefully, it's not something that's really trying to set up shit. Yeah. If that what, what, thing just plays out as like an under two hour one and done, kind of here for it i'd be fine with that yeah i mean it'd be funny if when it comes out on like home like when it comes out when it comes out on dvd because it feels like that's what it should do uh, that, that if one of the special features was just a bat girl <laughs> oh, that'd be great um what other trailers have you seen then i don't i don't know if i have um i feel like i probably have but you go through yours I see. I, I've not seen that many, but I have seen some. Okay. Uh, what have I seen? I, I need to find which ones I've seen, though. Uh, oh wait, no, no. Actually, I've only seen one. I saw a new trailer. For, uh, that was it. There was a new Gran Turismo trailer. 
Oh, um, yeah? Okay. Before Mutant Mayhem. Um, that was very much more... It, it was making it look more sort of dramatic and action-heavy than the other trailer, which kind of, like, makes it look... Which kind of pokes a little bit more fun at the premise. Whereas this one was very much kind of going... You, you no, know, this happened. <laughs> it was kept on just flashing that up on the fucking screen and was, rather than playing it for fun, was playing it a little bit more serious, uh, which made me go, I'm more in the can for this now. I'm, I'm really up for Gran Turismo. I'm really, I'm, I'm really rather looking forward to it. Um, I think I will probably end up watching it. It probably will end up being my birthday film, but I'm also kind of tempted to go check it out on Sunday. Yeah, um, but I've got a streak of like over a decade of going to the cinema to watch a film, even during COVID. So yeah, you kind of got to go for that, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, I feel like I do. Like I watched fucking Baby Teeth in the cinema on my birthday. Oh, gee, that was your birthday movie, wasn't it? When cinemas first reopened. Yeah, yeah, like that's some fucking dedication. Yeah, I, I, I like Baby Teeth. Don't get me wrong, but it was a like, good film, yeah, yeah, that was. Uh, Man, I probably wouldn't be seeing this in the cinema if it was in normal times. That mean, I, don't, I don't think that would have played. Um, no, it wouldn't have played cinemas. Cineworld as well. Yeah, no, Cineworld for sure. Yeah, you're right. It would. It, it got like a wide release. Mm. Um, oh, actually, sorry. One thing, real quick, just in terms of movie news, um, they announced LFF's opening film. Um, it's uh, the Emerald Fennel follow-up to Promising Young Woman, Saltburn. Um, oh yeah, uh, which um, yeah, Barry Keegan plays a kid who like makes friends with a rich kid who invites him to his like family's estate called Saltburn, and then shit kind of happens from there. Sure, sure, you know, um, it it's it will be playing. Um, they're doing that kind of like satellite screenings thing again for for a lot of LFF films, so fuck getting a pass this year and spending like 50 odd quid on it i'm just gonna get tickets to a few films at the local art house um but saltburn comes out in november so it's a little bit it'll be out in a month yeah which is disappointing also it's not a world premiere or anything it's a european premiere so it will be playing toronto and that just makes it feel a little bit less special as well uh, I'm just looking at. Have you seen the new announcement? I don't know if this is just like announced, but Disney Plus price is about to go up. Oh yeah, yeah, that's some bullshit, isn't it? Ten ten ninety nine a month. It's fuck me, really. Ten ninety nine a month if you want a higher image quality. So the four K pack is basically going to be ten ninety nine a month. You can't get lower with ads. Yeah, uh, not lower with ads, no. But you can get a seven ninety nine pack that isn't four K. I'm guessing. <sighs> Fuck's sake! I mean, i i paid i i i pay for Disney Plus annually, and they already raised it like a tenner this last year. I think it was seven seventy nine ninety nine last year. When Disney Plus first came out, that thing was five ninety nine a month, and I know mm. they're just trying to get people through the door. They have to justify that with the content. Yeah, there is and- not enough. There is not enough good content on that to to justify yeah. ten ninety nine a month. Thing is, charge me ten ninety nine a month. 
but just give me the entire fucking Fox and Touchstone back catalogue and I'm fine. Mm. Just the films. Oh. I am fine. But the fact that, you, that, 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 that genuinely Disney has sat on all of those movies and they won't put them on there. It's just like, right, what am I paying ten ninety nine for? Because if it literally is the Marvel and the Star Wars shows, I don't care. Yeah. I I, I don't care enough. That, that's um, it. It, it's apparently they're putting it up literally because they were losing customers. Yeah, they, yeah. I mean, they, there you go. I, it's, um, ah, oh, fuck. What's I gonna say? Um, it like honestly, Disney Plus is one where it's like if I started paying monthly, I'd probably be like, all right, I'll just dip in when there's something I want to watch. You know, like at the moment, the only thing we watch on Disney Plus is only Murders in the Building. Um, I watch bits on it, but I don't have anything that I watch on it, if that makes sense. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I use it, but I don't. And uh, All right, then, because we, we, we might need to fill a little bit here. But bought another 4K. Oh, yeah. A player, but bought another 4K disc. I, I, I treated myself, and I've bought A Star is Born on 4K. Oh, nice, nice, nice. And do you know what? Do you know what's mm. nice? Getting home today, opening the door... And there'd been a little box just sat there ready for me to open and go, I've got a, a physical thing to hold. <laughs> yeah, that is nice. So I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to watching that. Um, well, I was going to say, sorry, because um, another little bit of movie news. Did you see Sky are no longer going to be uh, doing the Oscars? Really? Yeah. Wow. They, haven't, they haven't announced who's going to pick it up yet, but it ain't going to be Sky. Do you reckon it's one of those streamers will pick it up? I because I was thinking maybe Disney Plus. I think Disney Plus or Apple might pick it up. Nah, Apple would be interesting, but I yeah, could, I could see Apple picking it up. I could, I'm. I could see. I could see whoever. I could see the Oscars liking the idea of it being Apple. I am abs. Yes, absolutely. I'm absolutely fine with not seeing Alex Zane do that coverage again, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of am. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I'll stop interrupting now. Uh, no, that's cool. Man. Um, so the only other trail I've got is um, an A24 one. Um, Old Dirt Road's Taste of Salt. <laughs> what? That's what it's called? Yep. The film oh. charts the growth, loves and heartbreaks <laughs> of a black what? woman in Mississippi from her childhood through her adult years. Cool. I don't. I can't take that seriously. I'm so. Is that like based on a book that's called that? It would make more nope. sense to me. No, really. Nope. nope. Oh, that's it's silly. A, it's a Barry Jenkins joint. What directed? No, it's he's, he's, he's his production oh, company. Right. Okay. Um. Trailer's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, oh, it, don't get me wrong. Salty it, dirt it, roads, baby. It, it it looks very much like a. Like, it, it, it's 96 minutes long. It looks like it's going to have no actual story and just be, like, a Malick-like visual poem of a film. But I was watching it, the trailer going, that's fucking, that's really, that looks really fucking good-looking. That's a good-looking movie, that is. It's like, do you know what? If that's just 95 minutes of images like that, I'm all right with that. 
Okay. Fucking, yeah, let's go. <laughs> All dope. What's it called? All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt. All Dirt Road's Taste of Salt. Yeah. Well, there we are. <laughs> Genuinely, I, like, literally 30 seconds of the trailer, I was, there, I was there going, there was a little thing my brain just went, ah, oh, shit. I, 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 are, you, are you back on the Admiral's fucking, <laughs> the Admiral's train? I know Admiral's don't do trains, but 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 have you caught the fucking, the, the, the pretentious douchebag bug again? You might have done, Mark. Fuck it out. Yep. Oh, dirt roads taste of salt, baby. Yum, yeah. yum. <laughs> fucking. fucking I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Deary me. Yum, yum. Yep. Great. Great. Good. Well, we can't go in our feature review because Becky's still not back yet. Uh, All right. So let's do let's do some what we've been up to. Uh, right. Shall we do? What 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 have you been up to, Ian? So, I'm going to update the viewers. I am going to a Grand Prix next year. The listeners, even. Uh, I'm going to fucking Bahrain. <laughs> Going to the Bahrain Grand Prix. That, do you know what? Fucking fair play on that. Yep. 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 I'm going to Bahrain by myself. <laughs> um, is, it, is it March? It is the Wednesday. So I fly out on Tuesday the 27th. The, the kind of like the, it, the, the, week, the race weekend as such starts on the Wednesday. The race is on the Saturday. Yep. So I am, yeah, flying out the Tuesday. I have got, uh, so on the Wednesday, I am doing a pit lane walk and a guided track tour where they put you on a flatbed truck and they uh, drive you around the circuit while talking about the circuit, which I I mean, is going to be fucking brilliant for, for me. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, yeah, the pit lane walk's going to be great. I'm going to get some fucking photos like no one's business. Get to have a picture with the trophies for the season, which is cool. Um, and then, uh, yeah, get, um, free, uh, free day race ticket for the practice session, the qualifying and the race. And that it, it it's cool as well. They're actually doing Formula 2 and Formula 3 that weekend as well. So there's just like some sort of action and happening on track pretty much all day. Um so nice. that it yeah, it's 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 pretty well done. First race of the season, so uh, you know, people are going to be pretty fucking hyped. Was um, it first race? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um and that's going to be great as well because Red Bull are fucking dominating this year. But next year, maybe they won't so much because they got penalised for some financial uh, naughtiness. So they're not getting as much uh, test time in a wind tunnel uh, this year, um, which uh, sounds silly, but kind of like helps with like building out a car. So next year, the other teams might actually be able to challenge a little bit more. So the actual race, the battle for first may be more exciting. Like I find the battles under first at the moment exciting, but it might be the Max Verstappen doesn't actually fucking win, which would be nice. So yeah, doing doing Bahrain, 
that will be something. Still planning on recording the podcast on a Wednesday, the 28th of February, in a <laughs> hotel room in Bahrain. Is it February? Yeah. That, that, that's not as bad, because I was just looking. The first thing I did, when, when you said, when I said, it's March, because I, I thought it was March for some reason. The first thing I did was looked at it and went, right, I'm just going to check the weather in Bahrain yeah. in March, knowing your dislike for the sun. and was like, I mean, I know it's one of Bahrain's cooler months, but it's still 25 fucking degrees. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, I... I, 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 I 22 in... in, in, in um, in February, so that's twenty twenty five would be doable. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, but it's, it's, twenty twenty two June where it's thirty nine. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Like end of February, having a few days in twenty two degrees in daytime, that'll be that'll be lovely. Yeah, that'll be lovely. Um, so uh, yeah, yeah, there we are, and the um the flight back's going to be fun. So I do the race on the Saturday night, and then the flight back leaves Bahrain at quarter past two in the morning. Ooh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's a six-hour, 45-minute flight. I am hoping I can just get my head down for, like, five hours or something like that. Because I'll be, like, I get on the plane at, like, two in the morning. I'm going to be fucking knackered. Mm. Just so try and just sleep, don't you? Yeah, and then it'll be a coach back to Cardiff from London, which will take about four hours. So then, if needed, I'll just sleep on that as well. So you know, it, it's only three hours ahead as well. So the jet lag won't be too bad. It'll probably just be like I'll have an early night. Yeah, yeah. That three hours is not not that much, is it? Let's be honest. Mm. Mm. So. Uh, Yep, sorry, go on. I, I have just thought of, of, of some news that we didn't mention. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, we, we forgot to mention the sad passing of William Friedkin. Oh, for fuck's sake. Well, that's awful of us, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Yeah, wow. Um. He's got a film that I think is playing festivals this year. Uh, yeah. A fictional film. Um. So I'm, I'm glad that his last film is not The Devil and Father of Morph. Yeah, it's The K-Mutiny Court Martial. That's uh, it. Keith Sutherland, Jason Clark, Jake Lacey, Lance Reddick's last movie also as well, I believe. Wow. Um, J. Duplass, that fucking sounds pretty good, that. Good cast. Decent cast. Good cast. Uh, but I mean, just looking through at that filmography, I mean, like French Connection, The Exorcist and The Sorcerer, were a, that was three in a row. <laughs> mm. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a pretty fucking unrivaled, unrivaled in the seventies and early eighties, and it's um, he feels like the first, maybe the first director of that crop of directors to pass. Yeah, probably of of, of that of that sort of seventies explosion ones. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a strange one that. And the fact is that he was such a, he was a character without being like a, a zany character. Like he, he he loved cinema, you know, and it was like, he would like chat to people like about things. Like I remember years ago, back in the To Watch Pile days, I um, wrote a review on that of Bug, um, the um, Ashton and Michael Shannon movie. 
Yeah. Uh, and he liked the, the, the tweet that I put out for it, which, you know, that happened occasionally with filmmakers and anything like that. Um, but then he, like, he, he messaged me <laughs> about 10 minutes after liking it. Um, just saying, you know, really enjoyed the, the, the you know, the review. Um, glad you enjoyed the movie. Um, a few thoughts. And I can't remember what he put, but he put like a few little sort of like, this was because of this. <laughs> I was oh, like, wow. All right. Wow, he's actually like back in Reddit. And that, that was it. And then like for like about a week or two after that, anything I put out, he, he, he liked. <laughs> and then there's like, there's always little stories of him like doing shit like that. But then he also did things like making chewed out Al Pacino for being uh, for being a prat on the set of cruising. It feel it feels like the dude mellowed. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, well, I, hope, I hope that last film was good. It, it, it's um. I mean, because what before that, Killer Joe was fucking great. Mm. And Bug is very good. Yeah, Bug is very good. Yeah, yeah. I it. Yeah, sorry, I don't know what I was going to say. It's just, it's it's a shame, but it's life. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's, yeah, the, the, the guy. Shit's gonna, this shit's going to really start ramping up now. 87 he was. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's, that's, that's a decent age to get to. Sorry, I, I interrupted you. What, what, what else have you been up to? Um, oh, shit. Um, so, uh, yeah, I went to the uh, first, uh, again, this isn't film at all but uh went to the, uh my first uh cardiff game of the season uh last night which is why we're recording on the thursday um i'm not gonna have too many of these like need to not be a wednesday though looking at the calendar to be fair the odd one but it'll be all right um so yeah cardiff city versus colchester united the colchester united fans were in full voice uh a few hundred of them all packed into one corner uh, very, very loud with an inflatable sheep. Um, <laughs> I have a feeling that you're going to see like a lot of that, and everything, every single group of fans is going to think that they were the first that thought of it. <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah, and I mean, like to be fair, the Cardiff City fans were chanting back, "We're sheep shaggers. We know what we are." Yeah. So, you know, kind of owning it, uh, chanting that in front of a lot of kids. There were a lot of kids there yesterday. The, the, the thing is, it, it's kind of one of those things, I think, with football where it, it's it's almost like 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 some kid's first introduction to, 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 to that kind of language. And I'm kind of... I kind of see it as something that is maybe okay to an extent. The jovial... Bits. This this is the thing. There wasn't a hint of aggression about yeah. the Cardiff fans at all. And not really like about the Colchester fans. They were just supporting their supporting their team. Yeah. You know, like and it, it's it's the bants in it. Like and it, it's I think I think that's fine. But like the Cardiff fans, they were all like lovely. You know, and it was it was an action packed game. Uh, Cardiff went two 0 up. Colchester called it back to two, two or half ten at uh, half time, and then about twenty minutes from the end of the game, everybody just looked leggy as fuck. Because yeah, um, like, that, that's the second game of the season, isn't it? To go to extra time and then penalties. Or did it just go straight to penalties? 
Yeah, it went straight to penalties, yeah. which is a great idea, by the way. Like, well yeah. done, Carabao Cup. That's the way. Extra time is bollocks. It's yeah. just nonsense. Um, yeah, extra time should should not exist. It should either be penalties or it should be 15 minutes of extra time, but it is essentially if you score within that 15 minutes, you've won. Yeah, yeah, golden goal, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. But... um. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know, like, the Cardiff defence was, like, pretty shit for those two Colchester goals, to be fair. Um, and it, it, even though, like, the Cardiff should have gone, like, 3-2 up, hit the crossbar, like, really clanged the crossbar with one shot. Um, and then one of the Colchester guys got sent off for just, like, fucking booting a Cardiff player in the face. Like, straight red. It was rough. And no, like he didn't. Fair play to the Colchester guy. He didn't complain. There were no remonstrations. Like, it was like I watched it. Yeah, all right, I'm a prick. I'm gonna go. Yeah, I, 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 I watched the highlights back on the Cardiff City YouTube this morning. It's like, yeah, that that was we were we were the other like the other side of it. So didn't quite see it as much. But yeah, man, like that was like studs up in his face. <laughs> So uh, yeah, but hey, so uh, Saturday we got uh, QPR, and uh, they lost four nil to Watford uh, last weekend. So hopefully, if we can do two two against Leeds, we'll get a few against QPR at home. Touch wood. Let's we'll see what it's, happens. It's, it's at home again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, so that's at home, and then I can't do the next home game because. Uh, we're, we're, we're doing something else and then the home game after that is Mountain Weekend and then the home game after that we're away again for Donna's 40th we're going to Portugal for a week so I'm not getting to another home game until I think there's a midweek one in September and apart from that it's looking like well into October it's one of those things where you got to just Look at it and go. Will I get the value out of the, out of the full season? Yeah, hey, look. I mean, I've got like Christmas period. I got a home game on Boxing Day and the 29th. Oh, Boxing Boxing Day football is a beautiful thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm fucking pumped. And also, it's brilliant. There's an ASDA right by the the stadium. That's like you get three hours free parking as long as you're a customer. So I went in, I bought two litres of Pepsi Max and a crate of Heineken. It was like, right, I'm a customer. I'll take that three hours of free parking, please. Yep. Worked like a charm. Probably do it again on Saturday. So, um, I'm surprised they allow it during match days, to be honest. Um, But, hey. Uh, So, in terms of... um, Well, I'll say, actually, I talked about Platonic last week. We finished Platonic. Good show. Last 10 minutes was almost like they kind of realised, oh shit, yeah, Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne. Getting another season of TV out of their schedules might be a little bit difficult. Let's wrap things up. Uh, <laughs> and I, I won't I won't spoil like how, but it is just like, wow, okay, brutal. <laughs> oh, sure. Is it, is it just like, uh, they, they went off their own planet? <laughs> um, no, yeah, no, not yet. Well, kind of, to be honest. Um, are you ever going to watch it? No. Spoiler alert for Platonic. So, basically, um, it does a time jump where 
Seth Rogen had moved away and they're at a wedding party and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah. and he's got this um, woman with him who he met a couple of hours previous, like, at the place where he gets the, the new job. Um, and he's like, oh, yeah, we're getting married. Oh, well, that's great. It's like, what, so even though you guys were, like, really close friends and whatnot previously, now you're just at this wedding. So you've just grown part, grown apart again. And you're just at this wedding reception. That's a fucking weird ending. Yeah, it sounds a little... Like you say, it sounds a little bit like they've gone, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, just, just, we'll, we'll set up something of a sequel. If, it, it, if they can do it, but also we don't have to. They, yeah, they could they could do another one, but it just kind of felt like, right, okay, you've just kind of gone, right, that's it then. But Luke McFarlane, who plays Rose Byrne's husband, was like, yeah, I hope there's a season two. I don't know what the, I don't know what they would do now because it's i don't know they've almost like burned their old friends being friends again card because you'd kind of have to do the same with the second season so um but look it's it's fun and i like the fact that even though a lot of the like the a lot of the plot lines revolve around people thinking that they're fucking they're obviously not and i i like i kind of enjoyed that that it is just them helping each other through their lives but the Seth Rogen bit of that felt a little bit underdeveloped. It it does focus more on Rose Byrne, which is cool to be fair. But um, yeah, there we are. So that's Platonic. Um, also watched the first two episodes of season three of Only Murders in the Building, um, which uh, it, it's been good so far. Actually, they've they've really ramped up with the cast. Uh, Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep are in it, um, oh. which yeah, which is something. Um, Paul Rudd. Um, so it's. It's revealed at the end of season two that the victim in season three is Paul Rudd. Um, they do like a flash forward and they're like, not again, what the fuck? And then like cut to credits. And it, it yeah, it's it's it, it's been fun. They, they, they're they setting up, all right, a lot of people would seem to maybe want to kill Paul Rudd's character. Um, Meryl Streep's playing this like, wannabe actress who's been unsuccessful for decades and is getting like a big break um so like not Meryl Streep and that's mm. fun for to see her play um yeah well it 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 feels like it's gonna be maybe a little less on the outright laughs and a bit more you like these people you care about these people here's some drama this time round. um but yeah, I enjoyed the first two episodes. I I, I really like. I really enjoyed my time with the first two seasons. So um, having that back again is uh, pretty great. Um, yeah, no, Lottie. Bex, Bex quite enjoys it. Oh, she does. Oh, Lottie was literally just saying hi. Is there anything else? Thank you, Bubba. Would you mind doing me a favour? Okay. Could you grab me one of these out of the fridge, please? Okay. Thank you very much. Do you want to take this other empty down as well, please? Okay. Thank you very much. That's service. Um... So, uh, yeah, no, but it's good. Uh, okay, so in terms of films, did I talk about Super 8 last week? Because I don't no. think I did. No, didn't. didn't think I did. So, um, yeah, I thought about it after. I was like, oh, shit, I didn't talk about that. So um, Donna and I have been, like, thinking about rewatching Super 8 for a while and kind of trying to find the time for Lottie to watch it. She made it about 25 minutes in, got a little bit freaked out, and then we just watched the rest of it without her. Um, kind How of is this hold it- up? Uh, I think it's fucking brilliant. I need to rewatch this because I really didn't get on with it, and Becky loves it. 
I, and, I, 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 and I think I was just in a sniffy fucking mood. <laughs> honestly, I think it's great. It really, once it gets going, it kind of doesn't stop. Like, there's not a lot of downtime in this film. Um, and the Michael Giacchino's score, I, I kind of think is like a one for the ages. Like, it's a lo- some lovely fucking themes in this. Um, the the whole like shooting a movie, kind of like obvious Spielberginess to it, it is yeah, uh, it's, it's really really well done. Very like obviously very nostalgic and um, yeah, you know as as we're entering a time where it feels like eighties nostalgia is not doing so well because audiences are kind of growing up and nostalgia for the nineties seems to be a thing. We'll talk about t- turtles in a bit. Mm. Like I think I think this is a prime bit of that but it can also be enjoyed by yeah, uh, like a younger audience yeah, it's, it, it was, I think it's cracking from what I remember of, of Super 8 it wasn't quite as uh, as kind of nostalgia baity as as anything it was just a movie that happened to be set in the in that time period which like late 70s I think wasn't it um, rather than it actually kind of just aping for oh look do you remember this do you remember this do you remember this yeah, 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 and I, mean, I, I think it's eighties because like uh, my Sharona is like the end credits song, and um, is it ELL uh, ELO did um, don't bring me down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but it, it's I just think it's a really, a, a really, really fun time. I hadn't watched it for a, a great many years. The old the old JJ Abrams lens flare thing is in full force in it. Like oh, it, it is, isn't it? I mean, it's like there's a bit towards the end where they're just stuck down this hole and there's lens flare. And it's like, what are you doing, mate? No. Don't. But it, yeah, I, I really enjoy the car. young cast are, are, are really good. Um, Joel Courtney, I think the lead kid, his, his relationship with um, Elle Fanning is fun as well. Um, yeah, it's it, it's a good time. Carl Chandler gives good, like, um, dad as well i don't know what i was trying to say there but uh yeah super eight uh it is a cracking time uh so also rewatched guardians of the galaxy volume three um How yeah i, st- I, I, I still really it's like it on disney plus hasn't it yeah 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 uh, yeah i still really like it it's too long um but i love how james gunn went yeah okay you got me back i'm gonna do essentially a one for me where it's about Rocket, it's not mm. really about Peter. Yeah, it's about Rocket, and it's what? a lovely story about Rocket. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but by what the end, uplifting. Really, quite fun about that as well. Aside from you know, outside of the film, is it? It, it, it very much a hundred percent is a film about Rocket, but Bradley Cooper does no press for these movies. <laughs> Like, at all. Yeah, no, he doesn't. He doesn't do anything. He does so little press for anything. <laughs> it's it's kind of, like, weird how much he gets away with it. Uh, but you've just had Chris Pratt, Batista, Karen Gillan, Pong uh, Clemente, were doing, and even Will Poulter were doing, like, quite a lot of press for this movie. Um, and like, Vinny D's just yeah. Cooper's chilling just out. <laughs> Fucking funny. Um, but yeah, just like when he says, his, "My name is Rocket Raccoon." At the end, it's great. Yeah, 
I just I I I I like how clever that is. Where in the first one, he's like, well, he looks like a raccoon, but he says he's not a raccoon. All right, cool, he's not a raccoon. He just what who who the fuck knows? And this one, it's like, no, he is a raccoon, and he's yep. embracing his raccoon heritage. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Why not in a fucking MCU film? Yeah, it's. It, it, I'm actually quite, quite looking forward to giving it a rewatch when I saw it on. The, that's the thing you see when I saw that come up on Disney Plus. It's like, ah, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give that a rewatch. Whereas whenever I see like whenever it advertised like fucking Wakanda Forever, I'm like, oh god, no, I've got to watch that at some point. It is emphatically the best MCU film since Endgame. I think, mate, like No Way Home. Out of the Disney MCU films, absolutely. I I do I do like No Way Home. But again, that's because of the DiCaprio memeiness of it as much as anything else. Um, okay, and I think lastly, actually, for for me, uh, this this go round, um, a, a Vinnie D's uh, a film. Hey, Bob, <laughs> thank you very much. Triple um, X. So I was just watching. I was just like on the the old Skybox, seeing what's what was on Sky Movies. I was like, oh shit, Triple X is starting. All right then, and I watched Triple X in HD in bunny ears. <laughs> Noel commented while I was watching this that that is a film that feels like it should only be seen on DVD. Yep, and it does kind of feel like they did just stick the DVD on. Yeah, um, I, I, I always forget Samuel Jackson's in this. Oh mate, oh yeah, yeah he is. Um, <clears throat> So, okay, look, Triple X Return of Santa Cage is a film that basically aged badly as soon as the DCP arrived at the cinema. Um, I, I'm looking forward to having yet another watch of that. Just the fucking batshit insanity of that, where towards the start there's just a five-minute-long sequence of where Samuel L. Jackson is talking to fucking Neymar, and Neymar thinks he's recruiting him to join the Avengers. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Triple X: The Return of Xander Cage is a is a such an odd duck of a movie, but I have watched it a couple of times and really enjoyed it. This <laughs> Every time the, I've watched it. The thing about Return of Xander Cage is that everybody is in on the joke apart from Vin Diesel. <laughs> yeah. The, the problem with Triple X is that no one is in on the joke. Yeah. Um, especially this, Vin Diesel. <laughs> I mean, it's great. It starts with a sequence where a James Bond type is in a tux trying to infiltrate a Ramstein concert. And it's just like, we need we need someone who's on the edge. And so we get Triple uh, X or X to his friends um, who, God, they try to make a thing out of the fact that he says, welcome to the Xander Zone. And it's just like, you are the biggest fucking nerd. Um, Matt, Matt Hoffman, the BMXer, does one of maybe all-time worst cameos where he just comes up to him and he's just like, hey, X, when are you going to tell us about that secret trick you've been working on? And it's just a bit like, what? What? <laughs> that sick secret trick. And it, oh, it's great. Um, and it's just this stupid fucking plot where Vin Diesel has to infiltrate this Anarchy 99 group led by Marton Zocas and Asia Argento being directed to be a walking STD 
<laughs> and um, like the anti-chemistry that they, those two have, like she looks so annoyed to be having to kiss him. And the, God, there's one of the sequences where they're kissing. It's like he's attacking her with his mouth. It's, yeah. My thing always with Asia Argento is, I always like, and obviously she's mildly problematic now. Uh, but, but like, whenever I'm watching stuff, I'm thinking, I feel bad for finding her attractive, but I do. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, it is, it is a little bit one of those. I mean, she's got, she does a good sultry look on her face. Yeah, like you know. So I mean, I get it. Um, but yeah, man, welcome to the Xander Zone. Um, it's, I mean, the the, the soundtrack. It, it's just absolutely crystallized in like two thousand and two. This film. Um, I mean, God, I think they show the triple X tattoo on the back of his neck like six times in the opening half hour. <laughs> um, even though, I mean, there is a there is a great bit where they've like the CIA or whoever have knocked him out. And he's in this restaurant. He figures it out. He figures out that it's all like fake. Hey. And he gets knocked out again. And he wakes up with a bunch of other guys. And then they get dropped off in this uh, just Colombian field. And they're all like, oh, it's cocaine plants. It's cocaine. And then they all think, oh, it's just another test. And no, it's Danny Trejo. Like just like cameoing as this drug farmer who's going to kill them. And I just like that that thing of... The CIA put them in a pretend situation. Then they think the next situation's pretend, but it's not. That's such a good dickhead thing for Samuel L. Jackson to do to him. Yeah. And I wish there was more of that. It's a bad film. Quite enjoyed watching it, I won't lie. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, 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 is, that is how, like, a good 40% of my film watching goes. <laughs> yeah, man. It, you know, it, it was like, I, I had... Tuesday off work so I had a couple of cans and it was just this was a perfect couple of cans on a Monday night treat was watching Triple X <laughs> fair play I'll get the TV bits out of the way I've continued watching and I am I am running out of the patience now I've continued watching the Top Gear Grand Tour specials um, <laughs> yeah okay you're running out of patience you were well up for it last week I was uh, it, it, it turns out I've 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 hit the 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 fucking those three guys. I, I've 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 hit the fill of it, and I've got to say I'm just not enjoying this anymore. I'm just okay. now, I'm just now watching them just so I can go right. I've closed that book. I'm going to throw that book away and go back to watching fucking films that I actually enjoy now. In <laughs> um, saying that, I haven't disliked any of them. But I got into the Grand Tour once. So they're no longer being kind of restrained a little bit by the fact that it's the BBC. So there's one where um, the, it, it, it happens around about the 2019 election. So it is basically just Jeremy, it's just a lot of Jeremy Corbyn bashing. I'm not even that big a Jeremy Corbyn fan, but it just started to get a little bit like. All right, Jeremy, we get it. Your mates with Boris Johnson, mm. and it was a little bit like, ah, yeah, they wouldn't be allowed to do this on the BBC, and now they're kind of showing off that they can. 
but it's almost like the other two got a little bit embarrassed by it because they just kind of like they just go yeah, yeah. and it, it 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 feels a little bit tense. Um, and there's a little bit of swearing in it that you almost feel a little bit like, you know, just because you can now doesn't mean you should. <laughs> but still mm. kind of enjoyed them um, enough. But what else did I watch? So we, we have, again, TV things. We kind of like to have, me and Bex, uh, like to have like a, a, a half an hour show on the go because because of my work schedule it can get a little bit we need something going there so we've been watching Superstar um, right yeah it, it is the most like fucking like it's the most mini donuts of a TV show that you can imagine like I, I, I my theory there is that you can eat a, a, a insane amount of mini donuts. Like, if you put a 12-pack of regular-sized donuts in front of a person, that person might be able to eat four, right? If you put the equivalent weight, right, of those donuts in mini donuts, you could just fucking go through them like a motherfucker. They are, in, they are so easy to eat that you could eat that. And that's kind of what Superstar's like. You're not getting anything out of it. There's no nutritional value to Superstar. But it's like mini donuts. I kind of enjoy it. I, I, I wouldn't even go as far as say that I actually like it. <laughs> but it is so easy to watch. Mm. <laughs> that, that, yeah, we've rattled through nearly fucking three seasons of it. <laughs> nice. Okay. And it's, you know, it's fun, it's inoffensive. You do watch it as somebody who works in retail going, yeah, that, that seems like mental and seems like they're taking the piss, but that happens. Like, a lot. Like, just this week, I have cleaned up sick shit um, and piss. And something that I am not entirely sure wasn't come uh, <laughs> for fitting room. So yeah, you do you do get a lot of. I I didn't expect my retail career would give me this many bodily fluids. <laughs> uh, hmm. Yeah, it's dead. It, it's yeah. Like hmm. not even children's shit sometimes. Just yeah. Not even in the fitting room sometimes either. Someone literally just curled one out on the shop floor. Solid. Yeah. Loads of fun. Um. What else did we watch? I'm not going to cover one of the ones that Becky messaged you about uh, because I think she'll kill me if I cover that without her. <laughs> yep. Um, so, <laughs> I, I kind of spite-watched something. <laughs> what? Right. And it's going to sound really petty, but fuck it. I'm going to go for it. So, Jordan... Um, messaged us on our group chat um, saying, you know, has there ever been a bigger downgrade? And was mentioning the fact that there's been a spiritual kind of like remake or it actually what the director's called it is a, is a sequel, like a standalone sequel to the 1994 movie The River Wild. Right, yeah, okay. Right, which starred Meryl Streep, um, Kevin Bacon, and David um, Streatham. Uh, it's called. It's just called River Wild, and it stars uh, Adam Brody, Leighton Meister, um, and what's his name? Um, 
Taran Killen. Uh, yeah, it is kind of like a, a spiritual sequel to River Wild in the sense that it's set on a river. <laughs> cool. Um, so kind of like stories you've got um, Little Meister and um, Taran Killen are, are like a strange brother, strange brother and sister um, who are into like whitewater rafting and uh, he now runs like a uh, a whitewater like tour thing that he does guide down, down the river and she has agreed to go on one of these tours with him because they haven't seen each other for ages and then when she gets there she finds out that Adam Brody's character Trevor who is like a childhood friend of his and they've you know they've known each other all their lives he's out of prison uh, and he's you know he's working for him and you know there's, there's some shit gone on there uh, and then I'm not going to go into like spoiler on this because it literally is a brand new film but it, it, it just it, it is like shit happens it's one of those mm. um, Adam Brody is the, the bad shit that happens uh, it's it's an odd one in the sense that it's quite a good little genre pick <laughs> like it's 90 minutes long um, it's not it's PG-13 so it's not too fucking gnarly um, but it's also it's quite it's quite fun in the sense that um that people react to things and you're watching it going, why is that person doing that? Why would that person do that at that point? And then you go, if you actually take a step back, you can kind of go, actually, do you know what? A person might do that. A movie person shouldn't do that, but an actual person might actually fucking do that. So fair enough. Uh, but I had a good enough time with it. It's kind of all right. And it looks decent it looks like a proper movie you know it's got some nice shots without it but it but it still sort of feels like the budget of a director home video kind of weird fucking like sequel slash remake thing mm. um yeah i enjoyed it enough it's kind of it feels a little bit like something that was born out of COVID, but not sort of shot within COVID. Okay, it's yeah. A really small cast. Like then the cast is like five people, and there's never more than like five people on screen at the same time. Um, and of course, um, Adam Brody and Leighton Meister um, are married, and the majority of it is is just the three of them. So real kind of small production but it's they're all quite fun to watch um it's got a storyline that that makes kind of not that much sense and is real like bare bones but i i, I kind of dug it to be honest it's quite fun it's a the most seven out of ten movie you can get okay all right well yeah sure but i'll but never watch it minutes, but i'm glad you had a good time but for 90 minutes it's a what I would say is it'd be a fun, like, treadmill watch. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. You could easily break up into a couple. Um, what else did I watch? So, do you ever get, like, those weird, like, kind of, like, something pops in your head? And it, like, a movie to watch where you're like, 
I don't know where that's come from, but I now need to watch that movie. Yeah. Yeah, I get that like semi-often, but it jumped into me. It wasn't because I'd seen anything to do with it or anything like that. My brain just went, do you know what you need to watch soon? And I was like, what? What? What do I need to watch soon? It went, Adventureland. I was like, no, I need to watch that now. Not soon. Now. Um, and so, I had a look. Uh, wasn't on any of the streaming services apart from ITVX. It was on that. So I was like, fuck it, I've got ITVX. Went on to ITVX. And apparently due to licensing agreements, ITVX will only show Adventureland with adverts. So due due to licensing agreements, they'll only yes. do it. Yeah. So I was like... Ryan yeah. Reynolds is like, you must have an advert with a <laughs> fucking... Aviation gin and fucking is it Mint Mobile he's got. Yeah, I know. I was thinking it'd be that fucking dickhead who does Celebrity Juice talking about some casino. <laughs> Lee Francis. Yeah. All I can... Um, yeah, casino! Luckily, I was like, I'm not watching adverts. Get to fuck. So I, yeah. I, I, I got it elsewhere. Um, and so, yeah, rewatched it. Um... Adventure is a quiet banger. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's it's probably been like a good maybe ten years since I last watched it. Um, but yeah, it it it's it's again another movie that's set in the eighties without it just being like eighties nostalgia porn. Um. Kristen Stewart's very good in it and very charming in it, and you can kind of you can see why people kind of gravitate towards her. But it's she's not just doing. Look at me, I'm so cool. Like would have been quite easy to do. She's very much playing it as just you know, I'm just a person, and people seem to quite like me. Um, Eisenberg plays just. Jesse Eisenberg in it, but Jesse Eisenberg playing Jesse Eisenberg is kind of I, I kind of like that version of Jesse Eisenberg. It's when he's playing a different character that he becomes a little bit annoying. You know, in social network, for instance, he's brilliant in social network, but you kind of get the feeling that he's playing like like what almost a version of himself as as Mark Zuckerberg. Did did you uh, that that when you finished saving the world the one that he directed that's on iTunes now, is it? Yeah, I, I I'm not going to watch it. Like I don't have enough time for that. Um, I'd rather play some more F one twenty three. I've been playing a lot of F one twenty three and a lot of FIFA, but um, I, I, I remember you liking the trailer. Recently. Yeah, I dude, I get smashed on trailer uh, on FIFA so bad. I was losing ten nil against someone the other day, and he messaged oh, I... me on PSN and was like, "Just quit your ten nil down." And oh, I made did... I made him play the rest of the game with me, and I lost sixteen nil. Yeah, I, I I never play online because I just I'm 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 I wouldn't enjoy it. But I've got into I've got back into uh, Ultimate Team a little bit. Which I seem to do this. I seem to, in ultimate team for me. I don't play it at any point during like the football season. I then get bored of FIFA, and then I have no football because the football season's ended. And I start to go. I'm just gonna pick it up. I'll just have a look at ultimate team, and then I start playing ultimate team. Get heavily into it. New FIFA or 
uh, EFC 24 comes out and I go, I'm not fucking playing Ultimate Team. And then I just go back to just like try to play career mode. I really like Ultimate Team. Uh, right. but yeah, but I've got my Ultimate Team pretty banging now. <laughs> yeah, my, my, a penny. <laughs> yeah, mine's not bad. And that, that, that's the thing as well. It is the fact that, yeah, okay, you could pay a bit of money and cheat code your way slightly. But at the same mm. time, you do just get enough rewards for actually playing it to build a decent team. Well, a few years ago, um, Diego Jota, uh, the footballer, became the number one ranked FIFA player in the world. <laughs> what, like um, actually the real guy became yeah. the number one? <laughs> yeah, he, he, <laughs> really? he was the highest ranked FIFA player in the world. Um, and so like, he did like a, like a, and the Liverpool channel did like a, a thing about it and sort of chatted to him about it and said, well, what is it? And he went, well, the thing is, I was injured, and all I could do was sit or lay down. So I just had like my PS. I think it might even still be PS Five. PS Five might have just come out. Uh, he said I had my PlayStation. So I had one downstairs, and I had one upstairs, and I had one in the like in the garden room we've got. He said, and so I just sure. I played Ultimate Team, and they said, you know, you've got like this insane Ultimate Team, you know. How did you get it? And he just, and he really honestly went. I mean, for me, it's kind of really easy. And they're like, oh, well, why? Is that a really good play? And he went, no, I, you know, I, there's no nice way of saying this, but I earned quite a lot of money. So I spent like quite a lot of money on packs. <laughs> <laughs> just like, he was really honest about it. And he's like, look, yeah, I'm a really yeah. good player. He said, but it's also quite easy when your entire squad is made up of like the best cards there because I spent. He said, "I don't want to admit how much I spent, but it was four figures." <laughs> Jesus. And he was like, "But you know," he said, "But I felt so bad that what I did was, for every pound that I spent on FIFA points to get cards, I donated two pounds to the food banks." <laughs> Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's cool. And so he's like, because he said, he said, I just felt bad sat there going, da 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 da, buy this pack, open this, da da. He said, then he went, oh. and he's like, he said, yeah, I just felt, I felt like a real, like a real piece of, and then it beeped. <laughs> so it's just Man. this. Yeah. Uh, but sorry, going back, weird tangent there in the middle of talking about Adventureland. Uh, but yeah, it's just it. I mean, Greg Matola, who you don't really hear that much about now. He doesn't really get spoken about all that much. But he did, like, Superbad and this back-to-back. And Superbad was, you know, no matter what you say, Superbad is is genuinely, like, a weirdly important movie <laughs> of its time. Which makes oh, is a weird thing to say. But it, it, it is. It's... It's an entire generation's, like, Ferris Bueller or Breakfast Club or Clerks. Super bad is that to a generation. How depressing. That's real hey, Max. Hey. But, but the weird thing there is, Adventureland is the, is the better movie. Oh, yeah. By a, by, a, by a mile. And kind of deals quite well with, like, the, the growing up bit of it. Hmm. It's it's yeah. I I I, I very much enjoy my rewatch. Did, did did you enjoy your rewatching? I did. Yeah. It's it's. I think it's quite an unfortunate 
Kristen Stewart being every cliche of Kristen Stewart performance though that's the only thing do you thing. think yeah. I, I don't think it is that much oh, it is the looking the weird awkward like looking down all the time all the lip biting it's like if, if, if someone it's like if someone was doing an impression of Kirsten Stewart's cliches she's very good in it though Kristen Kirsten I can never remember which one it is Kirsten. she's 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 good in it yeah but it's I think because she herself has been so parodied and imitated over the years. Well, I, I mean, it does also have a great boner joke in it though, as well. Which one? When he's been in the swimming pool with her and he goes to get out of it. <laughs> yeah. And the guy just shouts boner. <laughs> it's a good boner joke. He's a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really good and infinitely better than Superbad. I, I quite enjoy Superbad. It, it, it's it's crass as fuck but it kind of wears its crassness on its sleeve and it's quite a mm. sweet movie I think you need to give it a rewatch there's other films there is other films but there's also Superbad as well I've watched Superbad why would I revisit a film I give it another go good what else what, what, no well Bex um, you can do what you've been watching uh, after y- you've spoke about you can lead it in with, with this I spoken about it. I saved it. He saved it. Yeah. <laughs> so have you done all the rest of the ones we watched together? Yeah. Well, have we yeah. watched much together. No, we've had, we've had a quiet. Is it just Adventureland? Yeah. And this. Yeah. Oh my god, guys! So, following on from from last week's conversation. Yep. We watched Ghost Watch. <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> we did, didn't we? We did. And honestly, I was expecting it to be like interesting to watch as a curiosity, but ultimately a bit shit. Yep. Fucking mint. Like it's changed the face of television since it was made. Like, and you can see its fingerprints once you've. Because I'd never seen it before. Now I've seen it. You can see its fingerprints all over other stuff. Yep. And it's like. I think as well now you watch it and you compare it to like. TV now, and you're like, how did anyone believe this was real? This is what TV was like then, yeah. with mm. with Parky and fucking Sarah Green and stuff like that. And it all was a bit like, oh well, Michael, I'm just going to go and make a cup of tea in the kitchen. Hopefully, no plates rattle. <laughs> it was like that. Yeah. And so, like, if you were watching this in 1992, 1992, yeah, you would have, you would have thought, but, yeah. And it's fucking Parky. Like, he wasn't known for being a like fun. Guy, so like, why would he be in on something that was fake? I, 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 honestly, fucking mint. Yeah, it is. It's it, 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 really it, well it, done. The climax is really good, and it is. It is freaky. Yeah, it is. Yeah, even even watching it a billion years down the line, mm. knowing it's fake, it's still freaky. Well, I was I was reading a thing that by Tim Volt, the guy wrote it, mm. uh, and he was saying that the, the the big challenge that they had was. They had to make it seem like it could be a TV show, like a genuine TV show, mm. whilst also being scary, but they couldn't do anything that would make it so that you couldn't show it on TV. Mm. So you had all these constraints, and he was saying, you know, it made it so much, he said, it made it so much more challenging to write, but actually made it so much easier to write, because it was like, well, no, we can't do that. We can't do that. So we've got to kind. We've got. We can keep it looking like TV and feel like TV because we are tied within the constraints of TV. Mm. 
And like, I, when I started watching it, I forgot that Craig Charles was in it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like the, the guy who doesn't believe it. <laughs> and that when all the shit's kicking off inside, and then it cuts to him outside, and he's just like having a joke with people because he doesn't realise what's going on inside. Yeah. He's like, it's just, it just makes it more believable. Yeah. It's so good. Just so oh, good. That's great. What have you watched on your own this week, then? Okay, let's have a little look. Uh. <laughs> oh, okay, so I watched End of Days, a film which I have a lot of misplaced affection <laughs> for. <laughs> you yeah, you like it, eh? I really like End of Days. It's it's combining a few of my favourite things, like Catholic shit, horror, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Three things that should not go together. Mm. But, yeah, I, I, I really like End of Days. And it's... Um, I mean, it's not good. <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say that, but it's, it's just really fucking entertaining. And the fact that it's got that real bleak ending as well. It's been a long time since I watched it. What's the I, What's I, the I, ending? Spoiler alert for End of Days. Bleak ending. He sacrifices himself to save Robin Tunney. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, like, he gets and possessed. And no one should sacrifice himself to save Robin Tunney. Oh, that's not nice. Um, he gets possessed by what's possessing Gabriel Byrne. Byrne. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Which like Gabe Byrne's just made to play a sleazeball, isn't he? Oh yeah, mm. a Catholic sleazeball. As Catholic well. sleazeball. Um, so yeah, he gets possessed by that, which the Arnie then tries to like rapeify Robin Tunney, and then he like wrestles, and there's some real good. Arnie facial acting as well going on as he does (laughs) so yeah he wrestles his like control back over his body and then impales himself on a big sword fair enough just to just to prevent raping Robin Tunney and bringing about the end of days Hmm. (laughs) it's it's so shit but so good oh god (sighs) I love that movie I know it's weird isn't it yeah (sighs) I once accidentally started watching The Sixth Day because I got muddled up between the two and I was like, what? Well, yeah, I do remember doing that, actually, yeah. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't it. What else have you watched? Um, okay, so I also watched, because it landed on Netflix and I'd set a reminder, um, Paprika. Oh, yeah. Um, mm. I, I fucking love Paprika. That's fantastic. It is so beautiful and so fucking batshit crazy. It's bonkers. <laughs> like you have to it, it's a film where you have to just watch it and let the barest bones of the narrative just wash over you rather than trying to understand every intricate detail because if you try you will go insane and you will get absorbed into that dream sequence that plays throughout the whole movie yeah Um. but it's, it's so beautiful to look at yeah it really is a st- Dulling the movie. Yeah. And the thing is, it's it's kind of inceptiony. Oh, you know, well, Nolan's absolutely, it's one of the movies that he made the cast watch. Because he, he does like groups of movies that mm. he, he, he says to the cast, I'd like you to watch these movies as like reference points for, for the movie that they're making. That, that, that they're making. And Paprika was one of them for Inception. Because there is layers to the dreams in yeah. Paprika, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody asked him about it once and said, "Oh, it is interesting to rip off a freak." And he was like, "Well, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, def- it's fine about that. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio is not a kicky redhead, though, is he? No. No, not in this one. <laughs> I believe he is in... What's that one he did with David Thewlis? What? There's a film he made with David Thewlis where I'm, I'm, I swear he's a redhead in that. Is he a kicky redhead? He is, yeah. He, he plays... Let me find out. Carry on. Okay, on. okay. Um, okay, and then I'm going to skip a movie because... Why? Well, because it was Haunted Mansion. I was going to come back to it. I watched Haunted Mansion, the Eddie Murphy. The Eddie Murphy, right. Yeah. I, I, I don't understand why this gets so much hate. I really don't. Like, it's it's a fun kids' horror movie. Yeah, sure. It's perfectly family-friendly. Like, it's not like some of some of the kids' horror movies are probably a little bit too scary, like your, your hole and stuff like that. But this is just, it's just fun. And like, people like rip on it and it's, I don't really get it. And then the new one's getting a lot of hate as well, isn't it? Because that's already come out in America. It seems to be getting a lot of meh. Yeah. Mm. It seems to be, yeah. I'm actually quite looking forward to it. I am. Yeah. I think it looks quite fun. Total Eclipse, by the way, was the movie I was thinking of. What? I think he was a kicky, like, fun-loving redhead in Total Eclipse, was he? Yeah, he's playing Arthur Rimbrow. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. I just remember it being quite a bleak movie. Oh, it's a bleak movie, yeah. Well, then he's not playing a kicky, fun-loving redhead, is he? I think he is. It's just it's the fun that he's loving isn't the fun he should be loving. Okay. It's David Thewlis. <laughs> Maybe he's the redhead in it. <laughs> so weird. Anyway. I'll watch Total Eclipse again. We'll find out. I wouldn't mind watching it like a little bit of words. Yep. Um, <laughs> words. So the reason I was going to skip over Haunted Mansion. Oh, but the new one does not have Jennifer Tilly as a, a, a head in a baller. Whereas the 2003 one does. And Jennifer Tilly makes everything better. She makes everything something. Yeah. That it's better. <laughs> She's there. That's a fair comment. She makes everything weirdly uncomfortably erotic somehow. <laughs> yes. Yes, she does. Damn you, Bound. <laughs> um, Damn you, weird fucking first appearance in a movie which was made in America where she does naked cartwheels. That was Jennifer Tilly's introduction to movies. Oh, fair play. Fair enough. Um, 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 um. So the last one I watched on my own... Did you did you talk about this? Yeah, but you can talk about it as well. River Wild. Yeah. That was last week you watched on your own? No. I'm just going to come back right. to the one that I watched the moment because you already talked about it a while. Yeah, a, a film where people that ostensibly should be attractive are ugly and people make bad decisions. Like, 7 out of 10, Mark gave it. <laughs> oh, God. What is wrong with her hair? It makes me real sad. <laughs> so you were, you, you were upset because Leighton Meester wasn't like red carpet made up for the entire movie? No, but there's 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 no makeup and then there's no makeup makeup. How much makeup are you wearing today, babe? That's not the point, is it? <laughs> I'm not in a movie, and also I've just embraced the fact that it's not, there's not doing anything with this anymore. Too old. <laughs> or maybe I'm just so beautiful. I don't need. Maybe it. it's that, babe. <laughs> <sighs> Makeup's it's like it's like bras, in it. It's just it's just patriarchy. Yeah. It is. No, it's not. It is. 
that's what I've decided. Um, and so anyway, so after watching Paprika, I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I wonder if I've seen any other of his movies. And then I was like, oh yes, I've seen, fuck, what's it called? Uh, um, but it's I called Eclipse. No, it wasn't totally Eclipse. Um, Perfect Blue? Perfect Blue, but I've not seen any of the other ones. I've not seen Tokyo Godfather, and I've not seen Millennium Actress. Oh, I wonder if any of them are on anything. And Millennium Actress was. And it sounded interesting. So I thought, well, fuck it. Even if it's not great, which the odds are that it's going to be good, at least it'll be pretty. Um, also a banger, to be fair. Um, have, you, have, you, have you seen this one at all, Ian? Um... No, I've seen Perfect Blue and I've seen Tokyo Godfathers, but I've ne- never actually seen this, no. So, well, I'll give too much away. So it's, it's basically this journalist interviews this elderly actress about her career, but then the film is her, like, is her memories, like, dramatised, but they're also there filming as the action goes on. And, but then her memories of her life meld with the films that she's been in so it all kind of mushes in her brain and then you Mm. see what the mush creates i guess Mm, mush um Um, but yeah it's it's kind of a really tragic love story but also really pretty and kind of actiony and like it's 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 like um I guess representing the trends of cinema at the time when it was set and things like that, like the kind of cinema that was coming out of, um, out of like that market. So yeah. it's it's like there's like samurai movies and then there's like post-war movies and stuff like that. So it's it's quite an interesting little snapshot, done in a really interesting way. Two made four movies, didn't they? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the, I think the rest are like. Um, Shorts and TV shows. Couple of shows, TV shows, shows yeah. But like, if you mean he died in 2010, yeah. But yeah, so I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll be finding um, finding Tokyo Godfathers. Tokyo, Tokyo. It's a good Christmas movie. Is Tokyo Godfathers? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. No. I'm. I'm. I'm being serious. Yeah. Of course it is. Yeah. Wait on that one for December. Yeah. Hmm. Is that everything, folks? Um. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I also, though. Go on. Are we do- are we doing what have you been doing? Yeah. yeah. Been sure. Sure. Um. Read The Running Man for the first time. Oh <laughs> wow! Okay. I'm a terrible Stephen King fan. So, context. I don't get on well with short. It's, it's, it's books of short stories I, I just don't because what I love about Stephen King is like that build up where you just kind of get to know everyone and then everything happens and you care and everything's very well fleshed out and a world has been built that's what I like about Stephen King and the, the short stories by obviously virtue of their nature you don't get that and then you get invested and then it finishes and then you, you if you're reading it as a book rather than oh, I'm going to pick up this and read one short story you then have to jump straight back into another short story with a whole bunch of new people that you don't care about and at the mm. same time you're still just there going but but what happened to Ben Richards' wife 
<laughs> so it's yeah um but i've been trying because there's 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 gaps in my stephen king reading which makes me feel like a terrible fan and and because like they're good i just can't get on with them so as as an as an adult revisiting them because i kind of guess i must have thought when i started reading stephen king oh the short stories will be a really good place to start because they're short and then couldn't get on with them so I've, and i've never really revisited the early ones and so i've been working my way through the backman books which are obviously the ones that he wrote under a pseudonym um and the running man is the last one in there and like it's it's well publicized that the story and the film bear absolutely no resemblance really to each other there's bits that have been plucked across mm. but yeah there's, there's no studio there's no like man with fairy lights that sings opera <laughs> um it sounds like a fucking bullshit book <laughs> yeah it, it's incredibly bleak it's got like shades of a, a, a young upstart Stephen King thinking that he could write a 1984 because there's bits of like it references the whole like double think and things like that yeah. it's got lofty lofty ambitions lofty ambitions but it's not like it's not that it fails it's it's really good and it's really fucking bleak but it's it's weird having like the running man it's Arnie and spandex yeah and then it's not I mean, good <laughs> And then it's not, and then it ends really sadly. Really so, so there's no book for the No. Does he does he get like a rash because of the spandex? He does not. He does not. Is Dweezil Zapper in the book? No. Not interested. He blows up a YMCA. Huh? He blows up a YMCA. Jesus. Yeah, it's like real like. I'm glad they changed it. Well, I think the the, the 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 main ones kind of bleak anyway, isn't it? but this is like they're not criminals in in this. So a lot of people's rationale. It's not criminal in the first one. He's framed Rebecca. Yeah, I know, but they're supposed to be criminals, aren't they? This is just they're normal people. They're dissidents. They're they're not. They're just poor people doing no. it out of desperation. What is it? Mm. Mm. Well, no, they're, they're fucking they're just dissidents. Poor people that are desperate. Hmm. I don't believe it. I'll, do you know what? I'll record it because I know you won't read it, and I'll send you an audio file and you can <laughs> listen to it. Don't want it. Right. Don't believe you. <laughs> Let's go. Feature review at the end of the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We've got two of them, haven't we? What? Have we got two of them? Two what? Reviews. Have we? I thought we were doing Joyride. I thought we were doing that next week. Oh! I thought we'd do that with Noel next week. Oh! Yeah! Alright, turtles. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought we were doing that and Sympathy of the Devil next week. Slight like spoiler alert for next week's show. And Gran Turismo. And Gran Turismo. Right. I don't think I'm going to get to Haunted Mansion. You guys I'll, can talk I'll... about Haunted Mansion. I'll do Haunted Mansion for all of us. <laughs> all right. Tomorrow, Mark's on a late. Actually, that's not a bad chance. That's fine. Come on, uh, apologies. Let's do some turtles. 
Let's fuck some Mutant turtles, turtles, baby. Mutant Mayhem uh, is written and directed by Jeff Rowe and some other people. Um, yeah. And stars voices of people. Um, Micah Abbey, um, Shimon Brown Jr., Nicholas Cantu and Brad uh, Brady, sorry, Noon uh, as Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo and Raphael. Uh, other people's voices are in there as well, but we don't care about those fuckers because uh, no one you'll have heard of. Who's, a, who's fucking heard of John Cena? Um, what is it about? Well, I'm going to get to the IMDb because they do it better than anybody else of saying what things are about. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem the film follows the Turtle Brothers as they work to earn the love of a New York City while facing down an army of mutants go on then uh, Ian Hi. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem what do you reckon yeah if I was 10 years old this film would change my life um, <laughs> I mean I yeah I, I had a really good time with it um, I agree with Noel where he said on our on WhatsApp is like had a better time with it than Spider Verse Two. I'm gonna rewatch Spider Verse Two. Don't get me wrong, but I I thought it was a great laugh. Uh, really pacey. Enjoyed the characters. Really liked the animation style. Just thought like as a like a visual experience, it worked really well. Um, and I love the fact that. The, the reason why they know martial arts is not because Master Splinter is a like, kung fu master or whatever. It's just because they watched a shitload of like YouTube videos and stuff about how to do it. And they had time. I mean, it's the old boy way. Yep. You, you know, like yep. you, just, you just have a lot of time on your hands and you just fucking do this shit. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I had a great time. I think it's... Um, the Seth Rogen of it all, so like he's got a story and screenplay credit on this, is is very very felt. the The soundtrack in particular feels like he had a say in it, um, but then it's also just a nice story about acceptance and whatnot. I think it 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 works it works for adults, both those nostalgic for turtles, and I'd I'd like to think those who aren't definitely worked for kids. The kids I saw it with at, with had a great time. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Of, yeah, it was good, and I'm looking forward to another one. Bex, what do you think to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem? It was everything I hoped it would be and more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking great. It's just so fucking great. Like, I think the Turtles always has been quite earnest. Like, mm. you always kind of... It's always been about, like, them as a family and... and Master Splinter's their dad and like all this kind of stuff and the baddies since humans came out you know, the, the baddies were never really trying to do the turtles any real harm the turtles were just trying to stop the baddies doing like misdemeanours yeah. for the most part and so it was it was quite low peril good kid just really fucking good wholesome kids TV and this continues on with that like don't think I mean and I might be wrong because I'm a grown up and I maybe just didn't notice them but there's not really any like oh well we're making a kids film but it also has to work for adults so let's add some wink wink dirty jokes in there there's not there's not really any of that in there is there no I don't think a bit of toilet humour and a bit of like gross out humour but nothing that's like blue 
Yeah. And, like, I mean, I would have liked to have seen, like, the April O'Neil being in an orange jumpsuit just as a bit of a, like, nostalgia throwback. But I thought I thought that character was really good and, and really well modernised. Yeah. Um, she was a bit, like... I don't know, I always got the niece in Inspector Gadget vibes off original April. Yeah. Um, she's a bit hoity. A bit like full of herself. Too clever for her own good. <laughs> um, no, that's not... She needs to be taken down a peg or two. No, she was a bit god in the machine sometimes. Um, that was weird. Sorry. Whereas this, I think, just felt a bit more... She felt a bit more like a real girl. She looked um, more fleshed out, yeah. yeah she looked um, like a person. The baddies were all really good. Like, without exploring their backstories too much, like, them just being fucking gross mutants was ace. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I just, I thought it was perfect. Perfectly pitched. And, like, the animation just being real fucking messy, but also looking really good was was, was good as well. And then, obviously, at the end, Shredder's there. Ready oh, fucking hell, yeah. Oh, yeah, really hope they make another one. Well, How well, is it done? Really well, I think. Good. For mm-hmm. good price, what they, you know, it's done like 60 odd million. It's, yeah, yeah, like easy, easy in the black. Yeah, it's it's green lit for a sequel already. Oh, good, good. Um, it, it, yeah, I mean, it, it looks fantastic. Mm. It's a, I, 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 I liked, uh, in Spider-Verse. Uh, but I thought it was too long. And I thought it got a little bit caught up. And I want to say this because they, they are comparable, I think. It got a little bit caught up in its own... Um, its own style at points. Mm. Whereas this doesn't... It just... It has a style that makes sense for the characters and for the period where it... it not the movie is set... But the the period from where the, the 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 property comes from, yeah. So that feels, you know, they've not set it in the nineties. No. So it's still set in a modern time. So they're still using phones, the internet, and things like that, which I think is the right decision to make. Um, so it's not just nostalgia porn. It it has a an actual thing to say about modern sort of bringing it into modern times that makes sense just to interject just for one second didn't realise that April was the girl out of the bear was it? yeah oh Io Edibiri yes a frequent guest on Blank Check by the way just yeah yeah she's been on it a few times um yeah 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 no she's really good as well I didn't Um, realise Post Malone was Ray Filet either yeah which one? (laughs) Riffle, all that kept singing. Oh, that was Post Malone, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like Post Malone. Yeah. I like Rose Byrne as the fucking Australian one. That was great. <laughs> I did, it's very clear that Seth Rogen and Rose Byrne are just good mates. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, just oh, Rose Byrne. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's. Do you know who I, she's I married to, by the way? Who? Bobby Carnavale. Is she? That is a great couple. Power couple. Well, 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 save that thought, guys. Just say it. Oh. 
Just say, just say that thought, it'll make sense later. Um, Are you sure? Because you say this a lot of the time and then nothing makes sense. Are you hosting? I am hosting. It will never make sense. <laughs> um, well, you're going to have egg all over your face later. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. It's great. I, I guess I said earlier on the, in the podcast, we watched it in, in 3D and 4DX. 4DX is great. It's basically just something that shakes you a beats, lot. Just beats the shit out of you. Yeah. Um, but the, the 3D, I thought, was really well done. It just added depth. It wasn't just things getting thrown at you constantly. Mm. It just added depth to the um, to the frame, mm. which I, was really nice. Um, they felt like teenagers. Well, the, I like the fact that the, the, the kids that have voiced them look like they are actual yeah, like, yeah. kids. The teen, the, yeah. yeah, a really good move, that. You mm. know, you quite easily could have had, you know... Noah fucking Shap or someone. Not even that. You, you could easily have had Paul Rudd voicing one of the <laughs> turtles yeah. and Seth Rogen voicing another. Um, you, you know, that, that would... You could see a world where that would have happened mm. and it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah. But you could have seen how it would happen. But it, 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 it's kids and that... You get that vibe across there and it's... It's just a really sweet but really good-looking movie. Yeah. That has an awful lot of heart and just really leans into like the turtles sort of as a. It's made by somebody who isn't just wanting to cash in on turtles. Somebody who's like, no, I give a shit about this. Yeah. This, this bunny eater podcasting IP. So let's let's make something fucking good. Rather than just making something that we hope is going to make shitloads of money. Mm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's definitely been made with love. Yeah, that's it. It's, it's absolutely made with love. And you can tell that. And it, it's it's an awful lot of fun. Great soundtrack. Great looking movie. Just nails everything down yeah. to a T. I had a brilliant time with it. Uh, genuinely, this will... I, I will... I would be very surprised if Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem isn't in my top ten of the year. Fair play. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could see it. I could see it for mine potentially. Yeah. It's just such a, such a good time, and it you know uh, it's interesting continue. because it really contrasts with a film also produced by Seth Rogen that we'll talk about next week. In terms of knowing what an audience wants. Why is that the movie you mentioned a minute ago? Yes. Yes. Apologies, we would have reviewed this, but I got confused, I think. No, 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 no. I I, I, I thought we were doing one or the other, not both. That's all. So it's all good. Um, should I try and find out what it's I'm definitely not shit on this. Like I said, it might, might, might be in my film of the year. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah, great. Yeah. Uh... Our, our audience poll was definitely not shit 71%, shit 29%. Hmm. Miserable bastards. <laughs> um, right, I forgot to ask a question because I actually forgot to ask anything. Uh, Solid. Until very late on. I didn't actually put these out until like five o'clock. So when I said questions, it was like, very late in this one, folks. We record very soon. But questions, please. Um, but we did get a couple. Ooh. Well, actually, we got we got two technically technically two. Um, mm-hmm. So um, ex Torfer or uh, Burnser on, on Twitter. Oh, cool, cool. Um, Long time listener said, 
After listening to last week's episode, I got this suggested post. My question is, Mark, to, my question to Mark is, are you proud of yourself? The suggested post he got was the Richard Hammond Diaries. That's great. Well done, everyone. Am I proud of, I proud of myself? Yes. Of course I'm fucking proud of myself. I'm just gutted nobody's ever been recommended Paulie Shaw shit. Why? No, not not why Paulie Shaw, but why Richard Because I've been talking about the uh, Top Gear and Grand Tour specials that I've been watching. Wow. Yeah. I missed that bit. Yes, you have. Ah, uh, right. Prepare to have an eggy face. <laughs> Dylan Black Lanterns. After recently seeing Rhea Perlman in Barbie and remembering she was married to Danny DeVito, my question is, what are your favourite on or off-screen couples? Boom! I think that doesn't directly link to... Oh, I think I can claim a boom on that one. I mean, yeah, to be honest, and, and they're not married, they've just been together for like 12 years and have two kids. I'm going to go with Bobby Cannavale and Rose Byrne. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. That fucking rule. Even though I like Alessandro Nivola and Emily Mortimer as well, because that just feels like if those two weren't actors, they never would have found each other. Yeah, I, I, again, that's another one I, I did not know about. They've been together for like a long fucking time as well. Yeah. I mean, like... Go on, but... On screen. Yeah. Right, and I know that the real life people may well have been con artists and they may have been grifters. <laughs> Go on. But the Warrens in the Conjuring universe. What? They love each other so much, Mark. So much with such a such a fiery passion. Oh they do. I'm gonna have the Griswolds. Oh, I can't forgive her for that shirt. I'm gonna have the Griswolds because of course. Because it's the Griswolds. Okay. I, I I tell you what as well, Naomi Watts has been through them. She has actually, yeah. Like, so she's currently married to um, fucking Billy Crudup, who's yeah. uh, who's a a bit of a snake as well, uh, quite <laughs> frankly. Yes, he is a little bit of a cad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, she was okay. So she she was with Liev Schreiber for like a decade as well, and like yeah. I, I I feel like Naomi Watts and Liev Schreiber would be my answer if they hadn't have broken up. I feel like Naomi Watts and Billy Crudup kind of feels like two actors who have found each other by default because they've had several broken relationships and they've just bounced into each other. Yeah. I get a feel like 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 they 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 might not even like each other that much. <laughs> yeah, but they have really good sex. <laughs> I mean, in terms of on screen, and I wish off screen. I wish, and I'm I'm pretty sure they fucked. But Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny, that would have been they did, nice. They? they did for a brief amount of time, didn't they? Like, not like during like the show, like but later on. Yeah, I think maybe later on they had a little thing, but it really wasn't a long like anything long. I mean, um, other on-screen it, couple. It's just, and it, it's a shame because David Duchovny now looks like his plastic surgeon did a Rob Lowe in bar, behind the candelabra on him. <laughs> That's a fair one. That's a fair one. Please tell me you aren't about to say what you're thinking. Yeah, about I am. Fuck's sake! I am. Toxic fucking couple. I am. I'm going to say Jackson Mayer and Ali Mayer from the Star Is Born. 
I mean, that is some pretty lot. toxic shit. I know. That's my jam. <laughs> Real life couple. Um, Rachel Weiss and Daniel Craig must be up there. Hmm. Right, not that I ship oh. them, but one that I find interesting yeah. is... Um, oh, fuck. Is it Jesse Plemons and no. Kirsten Dunst? Because that's a good one. Hmm. No. It's... God, what's he called? I don't know. Brothers. One of them's sleazy and is in that end of the world movie. One of them's sleazy and was in that end of the world movie. Yeah. What end of the world movie? With Seth Rogen. Dave Franco. Franco. Yeah, Dave Franco and... Alison Brie. Alison Brie. I just find it intriguing. I'd love to see what their relationship dynamic looks like because I reckon... She pegs him? Yeah. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to watch that. I wouldn't watch but that like, either, no. I just, I'd just like to... David Attenborough them a little bit. <laughs> you find it fascinating because she seems quite aggressive and he seems quite meek. Yeah, yeah, same as like um, an Emma Roberts, what's his name? Evan Peters. I, I find that quite fascinating. But Emma Roberts like and Evan sad. Peters, yeah, that's an anthropological study. Mm, yeah. Mm. Yeah, the odd ones, really, for me. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon Emma Roberts just beats the shit out of him and he's just into it and that's just what they do. <laughs> I think you could be right. But like, I, I, yeah, I just, I just, I just find it because like Alison Brie is definitely 100% in charge of that relationship but I just, I'd be interested to see what that looks like because not as long as it's not like violent or anything. <laughs> Poor Dave Franco. That would make me really sad. Poor Dave. But yeah. if he's happy with being a beta to Alison Brie, that's that's fine. Oh, wow. Producer was beta. Yeah. Fucking hell. Um, what are we covering next week? We seem to be covering a lot next week. And I'm down for it. Well, I'm covering Haunted Mansion. You're covering Haunted Mansion. I'm covering Gran Turismo. Ian's covering Gran Turismo. Noel's joining us. Noel's. I'm doing Gran Turismo. Are you also doing Haunted Mansion? I'm also doing Haunted Mansion. <laughs> You're going to have a very busy week. I'm also doing a new joyride. I'm also going to do a Sympathy for the Devil. All right, I'll... Sympathy I'll, for the Devil, because that's got Nick Cage in it. Oh, God. I'll do all of them except Gran Turismo. I'll try for Haunted Mansion, but I might I might need to X out of it. But if you two are doing it, then fine. You could incorporate that with, like, having Lottie. Take no, man, that's the thing. It's She doesn't do well with scary stuff in live action. It's a 12A because of scary scenes. I think it's going to be too Uh, much for her. I I like like 100%. I wanted to do it as my birthday film where we'd all go and see it. But I think she's going to not like it. And then I don't want to like force her to be there. Not liking a film, you know. So yeah, I I don't think so. Um, we'll, We'll probably Disney plus it at Halloween where we can kind of control it a little bit more okay fair but yeah you guys talk about it I've been too excited for this movie for too long to not watch it oh no no look 100% you guys guys absolutely do it It, it, it's just I've got the football on Saturday it's our anniversary on Sunday like there's there's limited time for me this week and that time will be Gran Turismo so yeah nice Happy, Uh, happy future anniversary. thank you very much um, right, that was episode five or four. Gosh, yeah, that was a good one. So, thank you much, Rebecca. 
Thank you very much, Mark, and I'm very sorry for being late. You should be. And thank you very much, Ian. Go fuck yourself, Jason Reitman. <gasps> That's what I'm going to watch this week. What? Nothing. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> it comes on Netflix. And I want to see it again. Oh, oh, very quickly though, last thing. When we were watching the turtles, when Shredder came up in the mid credits bit, there was a mid credits bit. Yeah. Did you not see it? No. With Shredder. Oh fuck. Uh, yeah, mid credit bits where you know the um, my Rudolph character. Yeah, yeah, the scientist. Yeah. yeah, she basically says, um, "Well, now we, you know, we know where they are all of the time." Bring me the shredder, and there's a silhouette shot of just fucking shredder outside New York. Oh, his spiky armor and his yeah. spiky helmet, just, all spiky. You see it? Some kid jumped up out of his seat and just went, "Yes, <laughs> really? Oh, that rules!" <laughs> and it was like nice. Oh, <laughs> can I finally, I can finally distinguish between Michelangelo and Raphael. Because <laughs> I always struggle with that because yeah. their he- their headbands are almost the same. I do like the, right. the fact that Raphael just like just likes violence a little bit too much, and that that's his real hench. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm gonna need to I'm, I'm gonna need to find a fan cam YouTube of that mid credits. That sounds great. Yeah, it is. It, it just looks fucking cool. And then just imagine a small boy just getting real excited about yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> fucking fantastic! That rules. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Honestly, one of the best bits about watching what are essentially kids' movies mm. that I really enjoy is kids enjoying the shit out of them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like great. It's like Yacht's re- lots reacting to the Yoshi bit at the end of the Super Mario Brothers movie and just hearing the Yoshi noise and fucking losing it. Yeah, it's great. Like that's great. Yeah, mm. um, that 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 is what you're. That I'm fucking here for that kind of shit. Yeah, absolutely. Right. It really is by this time now. Thank you very much for listening, guys. We'll speak to you next week. Bye. Bye.